Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and today we're going to enjoy a wonderful conversation with one of our new guest speakers. So I hope you're excited and we're ready to dive in. If you have any questions or want to know more about the guest speaker, definitely go to the description box so you can get to know who they are and check out all of what they have to offer. So definitely stay tuned and we'll get started right after this message. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, I am here with Claritha Yeager. She's a holistic doctor. She's an empath and she's super awesome. So welcome. Glad to have you. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here chatting with you. Yes, I'm really excited because she's going to share with us just some pretty cool and useful ways of remedying burnout. So thank you so much for showing up today and being here with us and sharing all of your wisdom. Um, So yeah, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you and just how you got to where you are and everything that you do. So I am a currently, you know, because there's always different versions of me emerging Mm -hmm. (laughs) and of everybody. Um, But I'm currently a doctor of Chinese medicine, acupuncture and Chinese medicine, Mm -hmm. a Reiki master teacher and a spiritual coach. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like my life was always kind of leading me in that direction because um, I did grow up in a family of Western practitioners, like Western doctors dentists, um, that type of thing. So growing up in my house, it was, there was always kind of a health focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was from two different perspectives a lot of times because my dad was a doctor in the Navy for over 30 years. So it was very, um, he was very much involved in like the hierarchy and, um, you know, the authority and my mom, even though she was in Western medicine too, she was an occupational therapist mm-hmm. She was much more, you know, a child of the 60s, I would say, and, um, you know, very much interested in like planting herbs in the garden and, you know, taking, making teas and stuff. If you had like a tummy ache when you were little versus like taking, you know, a pharmaceutical medication, if, you know, if possible, Mm -hmm. like that was like the first go to. So that was kind of the environment that I was raised in seeing both sides, which I think both are necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think more of the um, focus on preventative and well, like wellness supporting practices are very much underrated and have been underrated um, for a really long time. And I'm thankful for Western medicine. You know, it is, it is great for emergency medicine. I always tell my patients like, if you get hit by a bus, like, don't come see me, <laughs> go to the emergency room. Yes. Um, so, you know, each, each, each has their, their part. But, um, you know, after I stopped, like, you know, just, you know, being ridiculous in my twenties and, um, having fun and just, you know, eating and drinking my way through the city of Chicago, <laughs> I was like, I need to, like, I want to support people, but, um, I wasn't quite sure how I wanted to do that. And so I started, just kind of researching different careers about how I could support people with something that had more of a holistic 
um, perspective. And so traditional Chinese medicine kind of fit that bill for me because it took into consideration the physical body, but also that like the emotional body has a huge impact on what's happening physically mm. and sort of like the spiritual aspect of it too. And so I liked having the, the understanding of like how to do something to the body, like the, you know, like the therapies of like acupuncture and cupping and um, herbal medicine formulas and all of that stuff to support the physicality. Mm-hmm. But um, it also took into consideration like, oh, you've been grieving for three years. This could be why like XYZ is happening in the body. So that's kind of how I got started mm-hmm. um, and went back to school for that. And then it just kind of lended itself to doing a little bit more exploration with like, you know, more, a little bit more energy focused medicine, like Reiki is focused on the seven chakras inside of the body. And then I was adding that into my sessions and people just responded so much better and so much more, um, holistically. And they were just like blown away. So I was like, Oh, I'm on to something mm-hmm. <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. People like this. So it's just kind of grown since then. And, um, you know, talking about burnout, like even though I was, you know, cause grad school was like four and a half years mm-hmm. and, you know, learning about holistic ways to treat the body, but it was like the most stressful time for me as well. Um, talk about burnout. Like once I got done with school, I was like, okay, I'm supposed to take care of people, but like, I can't, I can barely function. Um, so it really was that process of like, okay, you know, knowing the knowledge and then, you know, walking the talk really, Mm -hmm. and starting to incorporate all that stuff for myself first and then helping, you know, and then helping other people. So it's just kind of grown from there. That's awesome. I love that story. And it is a bit of a journey, like trying to find your way in a way that it's like, how can I help people? But also trying to get the feedback on what do people want and how do they want to be helped? Like you can't figure that out by yourself. You have to do this trial and error thing and kind of read the energy to see like, do you want this or is this effective (laughs) or, and and sometimes it just sticks. And that, I think that's kind of like a, a little bit of reflection of like uh, your, your energy being receptive. So that's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. It was definitely, you know, sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because everybody has that feeling on their, you know, on their healing journey. Um, But the more I just kind of stuck to like what my intuition was pulling forward and where I was being called to go and how I was being called to support people. It just, it, it really helps solidify, you know, who I am, who I show up as, as, you know, a, a person who is supporting people. Um, but also that like people just need to sometimes just have a safe space to, to be like, held energetically and whether it's to like you know sometimes it's like oh you know like I have this pain or sometimes it's just like nobody's listening to me or you know it's just like a bitch session sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's all therapeutic and so you know the body just needs those those different avenues to support it so that it can tap into its own innate intelligence to heal Mm -hmm. And burnout is such a chronic thing that um, sometimes it takes, you know, multiple, (laughs) multiple ways to 
relieve that feeling like physically and energetically and spiritually and mentally. So it's like, we have to take into consideration all of those parts of us. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like recovering from real burnout is no joke. It takes so much commitment to yourself Mm -hmm. to get just to square one. Like it's not even (laughs) like you're excelling. I'm just, you know, you're just trying to get back to where you were before. And it's like, ah, it can just feel so draining. So what is your perspective on like, what, what does burnout mean to you or how do we even get there? Yeah. Um, I think how most, well, I I can speak from personal experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think everybody's different, but I think I got to burnout by just overriding Mm -hmm. the, um, the, the nudges of things that my body needed. Mm -hmm. You know, that constant, like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I have to do that. Mm -hmm. I should be doing this. Like the shoulds are, you know, toxic shoulds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I think for me, it was overriding my intuition about things I should have been doing for myself that I know how to do and that weren't necessarily difficult. I just didn't carve out the time to do them. Mm -hmm. And doing that sort of continuously was you know, was something that, like you said, you have to, you dig yourself into a hole and then you have to kind of like fill that hole in a bit to get back to just neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's like, we kind of forget about ourselves along the way and it's like, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Self-care is huge. Yeah. It's so underestimated and just how important it is to, to make sure that you're prioritizing that and not no, allow things to get too top heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the nervous system is, it's so easy, you know, um, for the nervous system to get totally fried because everything in our external environment is like calling for us to have our attention externally focused. Mm-hmm. And the real, like the real power play is for us to be able to slow down enough to be like, Oh, okay. What is, you know, what, am, what is my heart needing or what is my body needing? Or, you know, how is like, what is my mindset right now? Mm-hmm. And to allow yourself that pause to witness first how you're feeling and then ask yourself what, what you need. And then after that, be able to give that to yourself mm. in one way or another. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is so, so true and so important from a, like a wellness or I wouldn't say medical, but just kind of like, can you walk us through from your perspective, what's happening in our bodies when we're burned out? Yeah, I think a lot of it is because we are in that sympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. for a long period of time, which is to say the fight or flight system. Mm -hmm. And that is when our body is feeling like it constantly has, like it's being attacked Mm -hmm. basically. And there's this, this, um, it's like the a cascade of things that happen inside of the body where we feel like we have to be on on high alert all the time. And so when we're in that framework for a long time, it's really important to slow the body down Mm -hmm. and be able to get out of the mind and into the body. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And so a couple, like my favorite ways to do that, if I can share like four of my favorite ways to kind of like, (laughs) um, one of my favorite ways is just to do some breath work Mm -hmm. because our breath is so innately 
tied to our nervous system, you know, I mean, like when we're excited and we're happy, you know, our, our, our respiratory rate speeds up, we breathe faster, you know, our pupils change, um, we sweat differently, like all of those things. Mm -hmm. And so we can use our breath to help down regulate our nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's a couple, you know, there's Kundalini breath work and all these, like the four, seven, eight, and all of these things, all these different types of breath work that just by breathing, you can decrease the stress in your body, which decreases the inflammation in your body, which helps your body feel overall much better. And so, um, breath of fire is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> exercises to do, um, when I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed or stressed mm-hmm. and the breath work helps to just kind of bring your attention from your mind into your body. Um, and then the four, seven, eight breath is also one of my favorites to just kind of slow things down. And that is when you, you inhale for, to the count of four, mm-hmm. you hold it for the count of seven and then you exhale to the count of eight. And there's scientific research that says anytime your exhale is longer or is double your inhale. So in this example, you know, the four and the eight, um, it automatically has this mechanism in the body that like slows your heart rate down, decreases your blood pressure, does all of these things to just kind of like, whoo, turn the dial down. Mm. So those that that's one of my favorite tips for um, just kind of like helping the nervous system calm down a little bit. Mm, I love that. And I think what, um, when it comes to breath work, understanding the word spirit means breath. So Mm -hmm. like when we're not breathing enough, we're really starting to get more disconnected from our, our internal being, our spirit. So it's kind of like reintegrating that back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can actually feel better when you're, you know, you're you're more aligned. Um, well, that's yeah. that's awesome. Can, yeah. can you share like kind of a little? I know we can't see you, but like a little demonstration <laughs> of like a, a fire breath. The fire breath. Yeah. So it's a um, it's a kundalini style breath work. Mm-hmm. And, um, so what you're doing, you're kind of, (laughs) so the visual, if you want to imagine it is kind of like panting like a dog, but with your mouth closed and you're doing it through your nose. So it's a very, so what you're doing is pumping your navel point, like pumping your belly. Mm -hmm. Um, very, it's a vigorous breath. It's very clearing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so you're pumping your navel point while you're forcefully pushing the air out of your nose Mm. and then you just relax for the inhale Mm. so it's kind of like if you imagine a dog but like with their with their mouth closed Mm -hmm. because like you can see their belly kind of like going Mm -hmm. and it's it's you know they're breathing quick to kind of like catch catch their breath but because it's a highly oxygenating type of breath work um, it really helps to kind of like change the state that you're in. Mm, okay. So, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. going to have to practice that. It sounds like it activates the solar plexus. It does. Yeah. It does. It really brings you back into your body. <laughs> Talking about anchoring that spirit back in. Yeah. That's one of the breaths to do that as well. Okay. Okay. I yeah. like that. Okay. So breath work. Awesome. Breath work for sure. And then my other one is just like slow movement, mm. you know, 
Um, because oftentimes when we are in burnout, like if you have the energy for it, you know, it's like, you probably, like, I'm not a runner, but like, you don't want to go for a run. <laughs> you're not probably not going to go power lift if you're feeling burnout. Mm-hmm. The, a good balance to, again, bring sort of that, I'm going to just use your words again, anchor that spirit back into the body in a way that feels good and bringing your observation of your mind into the physical vessel are slow movements, things like yoga or Tai Chi um, or Qigong. Mm. All of those things have that like slower movement that can help slow the mind down Mm -hmm. that I believe also just kind of... mm, bring it like kind of the energy like full circle because you're paying attention to what you're doing physically mm-hmm. and it helps to like you know turn down the mind a bit yeah. um so just to bring you present oh yeah for sure i feel like our minds burn us out more than anything mm-hmm. yeah and the trick is to like get back into the body mm. So however that works for you, like sometimes it's breath work, sometimes it's, you know, yoga, um, sometimes it's being in nature, you know, whether you're just like sitting in a waterfall or like walking through a forest or something like that. It's that, it's that need to, yeah, drop from, I mean, sometimes it's the furthest, it's the furthest distance from the mind to the heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's just purpose of purposefully bringing the mind into the body Mm. because the mind is what taxes us the most (laughs) and tells us the most stories and you know (laughs) all of those belief systems and all of that stuff and sometimes it's just like I just need to get back to my heart what is the action if there is an action that I can take to do that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I like that almost like kind of looking at your body as your home which it is but looking at it that way, like come home and relax Mm -hmm. and rest. Yeah. I think that's the hard part when you feel so much pressure and you've got all these things piling up that you feel like you're the only one that can get them done. And what, like, how am I going to slow down if I still have to get all this stuff done? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the heart knows, you know, our body has its own innate intelligence that, knows when we're pushing it, that knows when we're lying to ourselves, that um, knows what it needs. And usually we're just so in our heads about it. We don't even like we're those little soft whispers are just not even being picked up by us because we're so outwardly focused. Oh, yeah, for sure. How long do you think it could take to recover from burnout? Like if you're being consistent and diligent and doing all the right things, How long could it take or does it just vary depending on how long you've been burned out? I think it depends on the longevity of the burnout, to be honest, because some people have been burnout for years. You know, they're in jobs that are soul sucking and that they hate and that they're just running on adrenaline and caffeine. And that's hard on your body. It's hard on your kidneys. It's hard on your heart. And so, you know, adrenal fatigue is a real thing. And it will take months. Like even when you're doing all the things, like you may feel better. Like if you bounce back after like a week of taking a break or, you know, going out in nature, going to one of those like holistic spas that like does all those like fancy, amazing, like, you know, treatments and things. 
But really, if you've been in this cycle for years, mm. it's going to take a few months. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It really does. I mean, I'm just now like kind of recovering out of burnout and I'm still I'm much better, but it's been about six weeks mm-hmm. and I'm still not, I'm nowhere near what I know my potential to be, like mm-hmm. how I normally would be operating. So it does take time. And I think we underestimate that. Like, oh, well, I just take a vacation. Oh, I'll just, I'll just kind of take a day or two. No, <laughs> it's work <laughs> because you haven't been like in tune with yourself for X amount of time. It's going to take, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rest is, we underestimate the restorative factors of rest, like real rest. I'm not talking about like watching Netflix in your bedroom (laughs) because that is like, you know, that is, (laughs) that can be supportive, but like deep rest, like great sleep, you know, having time when you're awake, but you're not doing anything, you know, you're, and that is such a rare thing these days because we're, you know, everybody's got lives, everybody's busy. But, um, you know, it's finding those, like we were saying initially, like carving those times out for yourself Mm -hmm. intentionally to do nothing because there is a difference between being available and free time, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not when you're like free time does not mean that like you should be like productive, quote unquote, necessarily. Right. Um, There is this. belief in our culture that like rest is bad and it means like you're not a good citizen of the you know citizen of the world Mm -hmm. and we're reframing that you know in a lot of ways but it's it's part of the divine feminine energy Mm -hmm. I think to just be able to like be still and receive and be in full presence and enjoyment of yourself without having to necessarily be productive or do something Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for, especially women and everybody really, but I think it's hard because we've been so conditioned. Like if you want X, Y, and Z, you have to do it this way. If you want to be successful, you have to work really hard and, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. And it's like, mm, there's other ways uh-uh. of getting there. And that's most likely you're... It's like that old tale of like the hare and the the tortoise, like slow and steady. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because those are the things like our habits, you know, how how big or how small they are. Mm -hmm. Our habits make us who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, the physical habits that we have, you know, that's an obvious, that's an external sign. You can see when people are taking care of themselves or not. And, you know, either way is fine, but like our physical habits, you know, impact greatly how we feel our emotional habits and our emotional capacity also plays a big part in who we are in our different relationships that we have Mm -hmm. our mental habits and like our mental mindset. That is a huge thing right now Mm -hmm. because that, you know, when you're able to observe your mindset and what's going on there, you become more resilient in general to external things that happen Mm -hmm. that may or may not, you know, make you like wobbly or fearful or feel good or feel bad. 
Um, and like our spiritual habits, like how you feel about yourself and your connection to like who you are, all of those things tie in together to, you know, make us like stronger in who we are. Mm -hmm. And so those habits, those external habits are, are a big, you know, that those self-care habits, I sometimes call them higher self habits, (laughs) um, play a big role in how we, we are in our day to day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And this is just like a quick, something I just, just came to me. I was just thinking about, and you know, you're also a fellow empath. Um, I find that as I heal more and I'm coming back with my body, I'm getting more centered and I'm getting more aligned. Then I start getting the extra receptivity (laughs) that comes with being an empath of receiving a lot of the intuitive messages or connections from other people via dreams or just those hunches and those feelings that tends to get more activated, which it's almost like, how do you manage that? Because that can burn you out too, like energetically. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. As sensitive folks, you know, it's another layer and I mean, it's a, it's a gift, I think. Oh, yeah. And everybody, absolutely everybody is able to tap into their extrasensory mm-hmm. um, abilities. It's just, you know, how, how, how well do you like, are you paying attention to those mm-hmm. things? Cause again, they're nudges, but yeah, it does make it it, it, it can be like the cherry on top if you feel burnt out. Because <laughs> yeah. if, if your energy, and you know, everything's an energy exchange, whether it's a conversation with another person or, you know, a meeting with another person and the, you know, us empaths and, you know, highly sensitive folks, it, it adds another layer of self-responsibility that we need to, that we need to like work mm-hmm. in order for us to feel in order for us to feel okay. And so there are like energetic practices to do that. You know, the bubble of light, grounding, smudging, like all of those things kind of help sort of clear the energy a bit, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's really important for people to, that are kind of like tapping into their clear senses, you know, the, 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 you know, you mentioned like connecting with people in your dreams, but, um, you know, whether they're, whether they're getting messages like in their body from other people, that clairsentience or, you know, hearing other like information or voices that are not in their physical environment, that's clairaudience or seeing images, that's clairvoyance. Um, It's, it's worth the time to invest in yourself to understand how that information is coming to you so that you know when it's, like when you have to, so, so that, you know, basically this goes into self mastery. I'm like trying to like hone it in, but that you can know what is good for you and that you know how to use it in a way that's beneficial for you. And that you can kind of like turn it down or turn it off Mm -hmm. when you're feeling overwhelmed, um, to be able to manage that because it, that can easily feel overwhelming and it can easily be anxiety inducing if you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I've experienced all of those things and it, it seems like <laughs> the more, I don't know, I don't know, whatever, but I feel the more that I tap into 
my spirituality, I'll start meditating more, or even even just reading more books and exercising that portion of my brain that's focusing on more of like frequency and esoteric things, like it gets stronger. And Mm -hmm. I would start experiencing more clear audience where I could hear, I would hear my sister's voice, like say something. And then uh, maybe like an hour or two later, she called me like, oh, can you come pick me up? Like, I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, I really just, I literally just heard you an hour and a half ago ask or call for someone in the bathroom. She's like, what is, how did you know that? Like, that literally just happened. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) They're used to it now. They're like, oh my, yeah, what else? Um, So it's just one of those things where it's like, ah, I'm physically healing and I'm getting better. And now I get all this receptive stuff. Come on, guys. I need a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but it is about, I mean, with everything, you still have to set those boundaries. And, you know, sometimes you don't always have to respond to everything that you receive or, you know, like you don't have to be so reactive to everything that you get. Just, I guess, like you said, right. kind of acknowledge what's coming in and, is it worth engaging with? I guess. Right. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, you, you said the word boundaries and I am a huge, yeah. <laughs> I'm like the boundary queen. Yes. Like my family knows, like my husband knows they're just like, man, like, cause I, they are so necessary because everybody is, I believe my perspective is that like, everybody is like, cr- like creating their own reality, you know, oh, through yeah. different you know? And so everybody can ask for everything. They can ask from you, like all the things all day long, but it is up to us. It is up to each individual person to create boundaries around what is, what is acceptable to them, Mm -hmm. you know, in all, in all different types of, you know, however you want to think about that. Energetically, it is almost even more important because the energetic things always underlie the physical things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you're (laughs) hearing your sister's voice (laughs) for like hours before she calls you, um, that's the, you know, that's, it's information. And, um, yeah, it's like, whether you want to respond to that or not, like being just an observance, being in that state of neutrality is a really powerful place to be Uh because then you can, you know, it's just kind of like a, you know, like a radio frequency, you know, cause we all have like these cell phone frequencies and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. like moving through us all the time, just observing it, letting it come and go and choosing or not, you know the the choice to react or respond is completely personal. So whether that is like in like physical life or is it more in like, you know, an empath <laughs> capacity? Um, yeah, that power lies within mm-hmm. and we have to remember that. Yeah. And not be afraid of it too. It can easily freak you out, especially if you don't know what's going on. Totally. At first you might just like, oh, I don't know. It's I don't know why I had that, whatever. And then once you start getting like these confirmations, you get afraid of it if you don't know, if you're not aware. And that's what happened to me when I don't know how this got. I mean, I've always been very sensitive from a child. So it wasn't like something happened and now I'm sensitive. It just I kind of became more connected with myself and then it got stronger. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, what is this? Like I was like a 
like super radioactive <laughs> individual. <laughs> and I was like, y'all need to leave me alone. I'm trying to focus on what I need to do today. Um, so I just kind of like learned to just kind of temper that and shut it down. And I think when you're an empath or when you're um, kind of stepping into that power, you almost take it as though it's your responsibility to like heal everyone that's energetically reaching out to you like oh, oh they need my yes. help they're reaching <laughs> out oh i saw th- i had this dream about them they need my help oh i feel they're sad let me call them no you don't have to do that it's just you know you're connected to everyone and people that you build those bonds with their stronger connection so you're going to receive if you're in that space you're going to receive that information mm-hmm. you don't have yeah. to save their day you know everybody's got the responsibility <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Just because it's information that you're receiving, however people receive it, um, it's, it's information. And then, yeah, because not everybody that reaches out is going to be a good fit, um, for your, for like, for your support. Right. I always tell my clients, I'm like, once you start kind of getting more into your own self mastery and understanding your own skill set and things like that, it's like a moth to a flame. You become this bright, shiny thing because you're embodying more of you, you know, more of your high self, more of your divinity. And that's attractive to everybody, mm-hmm. but not everybody is going to be a good energetic exchange for you to interact with. Mm-hmm. Discernment is huge. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, totally <laughs> just covered that <laughs> in the previous episode. Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, the discernment is huge, listening to your intuition, all of that stuff. It's just like so, so important. The more sensitive you are, the more you just have to do it and not. Uh, sometimes if we're in this unhealed space, we tend to look through the lens of our emotions and our wounds on top of that extra layer of being sensitive Mm -hmm. and it just is so draining it's like oh no (laughs) yeah the lessons never stop right because it's like once you reach a certain level of you know understanding yourself better and whether it's like your clear audience your clear senses or whatever and then you're like okay you but you're still you right mm-hmm. we're still we're still our human with all of the things yeah. all of the belief systems and the mindset and the 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 baggage quote unquote and all of that stuff and so it's like we're constantly <laughs> being given these opportunities to understand ourselves better through other people and through our interaction. Cause like everything's a mirror, you know, the, our reality is a reflection of kind of like where we are collectively, you know, in our, in our vibration. And, um, it's so great that, you know, empaths kind of have a leg up on that, (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, it's like a double-edged sword. Cause it's like, Oh shit, I got to do my work. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can't even, you can't even have the freedom or the fun of just being blissful and being like, oh, I don't know anything. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I know stuff. Yep. <laughs> I have yep. to. The vibe is happening. <laughs> yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, for sure. Okay, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to like throw us off track, but I thought that was like something. No, that was like, I had to tap into. It was like, help us. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, so good. Yeah. So okay. So we covered some breath work. Are there any other ways we can really help our to gain some relief when it comes to burnout? 
acupuncture. I mean, I'm not just saying this as a practitioner, but um, it is so helpful to help rebalance the nervous system and the body because there are points that work on like the actual brain and then the points that work like throughout the body that, you know, because when the body's activated, there are certain inflammatory things that happen. Mm -hmm. And so acupuncture works on both Mm. calming the nervous system, but also calming that like fight or flight energy. That's like coursing through like your body. Mm. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I've seen it just do miracle things for people really? and myself too. But yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and I know people are like, e needles. Not relaxing. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, most of, like there's this, there's a real thing called like the AccuNap. Oh. Once you're like, once you're like, you're, you know, very few needles and they're very small, by the way, everybody, <laughs> it's not like getting your blood drawn or getting a shot, but, um, there once like people usually take like fall asleep really? like that, like drooling. Yep. Ooh, that really that great, great, like restorative sleep, <laughs> which I love it when like either I drool or like I see a patient, like just have like a little bit of drool because that really means it's a signal from the body that you have drastically changed what state you're in really? and the body is in like full relaxation mode. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Oh yeah. Cause I guess if you're drooling that you're like, you have zero control over your mouth. Mm -hmm. you're you're, well, you're relaxed. You know, it's like the things that happen when we are, you know, after we've like eaten a big meal or something, yeah. the body's just like, Oh, I'm satiated. I feel safe. Let's like digest this food. And, um, yeah, it's just something that kind of happens not to everybody, you know, so, you know, don't be self-conscious about drooling <laughs> during your oh, acupuncture yeah. session, but, um, it's just some, it's just a signal from the body that you are deeply in the parasympathetic nervous state oh, versus the sympathetic interesting. state. I recently went, uh, sorry, I recently went for mother's day. It's like this cave. And of course it's, high in minerals you're in a cave um and then after coming home like i was just feeling so exhausted like super tired and i had one of those just like drooling like two hours sleeps like mm. so i'm sure maybe my body received some something when i was yeah. in the air and then like okay let's go to bed and process all this stuff now yeah those negative ions from nature and being in places was it like wet very wet it was yeah it had rained and i guess it takes like three days for the rain to hit the cave and it was a lot of like water dripping so yeah and they have water in the cave it's just you're not in the water you see the water but you're a little tiny bit above that so you can see fish and stuff on the side but you're not like swimming or walking in water or anything like that but it is very wet if it mm -hmm. rains, yes. Yeah. Probably really, it's like super, it sounds super grounding <laughs> and super clearing. Yes. Yes. There is carnelian in the cave and then, oh. oh yeah. And then, uh, calcite. Oh, yeah. wow. And a lot of calcium. And then they had zinc as well in the cave also. Mm. Nice. Lots of minerals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is great. Um, so yeah, so just things like that, I think too, you know, explore real mm -hmm. nature, like, you know, like, yes, I mean, any nature is great. I mean, even just sitting in your porch is awesome, but the more you can really get in there. Yeah. Surrounded by yeah, it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like forest bathing, you know, they do that. Oh, like yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. In the ocean. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the more, the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Tell us about cupping. He's like, I've seen that. I don't know what, like, I don't, I would love to try all this stuff. I just don't know where to go or I haven't tapped yeah. into it yet, but I will. Yeah. Look up your, your local like acupuncturist. Okay. Um, and so cupping is a therapy that is really great for two things, tight muscles, mm. like tight, tense muscles. Usually like everybody's got tight shoulders and oh, a gosh. tight back and all of that stuff. Um, and also great for the beginning stages of getting a cold. So what it is, is the application of cups with suction Mm -hmm. onto the skin. And this is really great because it, the suction helps to pull in new blood circulation into the tissue. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it helps to pull out, um, like other older, denser, like, cellular debris, like lactic acid, you know, like everybody is familiar, not, maybe not everybody, but like most people are familiar with lactic acid and the way that feels in their muscles after a big workout because the muscles feel sore. They feel tight. They're not able to fully relax. Yeah. And that's something that can easily get built up in our tissues mm-hmm. and cupping helps to pull that out. And it also helps to, um, like release stickiness and adhesions in the fascia because we have fascia around every muscle fiber every muscle and it's kind of like i always say it's kind of like saran wrap so like you know if you if you fold over saran wrap it's like it's a mess you can't like ever like totally flatten it out again and so fascia or connective tissue is like the same way so Mm -hmm. we get like little bumpies and little things in our connective in our in our muscles Mm -hmm. in the tissue surrounding our muscles and so cupping helps to like smooth that out basically Mm -hmm. so the muscles can move a little bit more easily and gently and they can slide past each other versus being kind of sticky like that saran wrap feeling so it's great for headaches from like shoulder tension Mm -hmm. Um, just tight muscles. If you sit at a desk, you know, all day or hunched over your computer or your phone, low back, like I've cupped people's like it bands, which is kind of intense, but like, if mm-hmm. you've got some knee pain, um, I've cupped people's glutes, you know, if you've got a lot of hip pain, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways to, to do that. Um, just so your physical body gets like the circulation it needs. Cause we have everything we need in our blood that helps to repair tissue. Mm-hmm. Right. And then for like, if you're starting to get a cold and you have like maybe a little bit of like a cough or something Mm -hmm. before, especially if like you get, if you're one of those people that has, you know, you get like a little, like whatever, like little flu, you know, cold thing that's going around and then it like immediately drops into your lungs. Yes. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So like cupping would be great for you to get like kind of when you're starting to feel like, oh no, (laughs) Yeah. going and getting cupping over, over your, on your back, over your lungs mm-hmm. really helps to like bring circulation helps with like lung health and all of that stuff. So hopefully like, you know, it doesn't go as deep in your lungs and it helps to kind of like get out of that cycle faster. Mm, I like that. Is it painful? No, it feels weird because we're not used to it. We're, you know, we're used to like a massage where there's like pressure into the tissue, you know, like somebody's pushing in. 
cupping is because it's suction, it's like the opposite. So like the first time you have it done, you're kind of like, well, this is just different. It's not painful and it should not be painful by the way. Um, and it, um, but, and then like, but once you kind of know it, like when you go back for your second one, you're like, oh yeah, (laughs) this feels so good. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's really good. It can leave some marks though, depending on the amount of like lactic acid and stuff in your muscles. So sometimes there's those little like circles or some people have like heart shaped cups now, but like sometimes it it's, it's not a bruise. It's what we call Shaw S H A. And it's just that stuff kind of like coming out into the tissue. And so that usually fades, you know, in a couple days or something. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for explaining that. So it's like, Oh, this looks like somebody like got attacked by an octopus. Yeah. It totally does. It totally does. But it feels so good. I always say, I'm like, I always ask my patients because one time, like this lady was going to a wedding reception oh, in like three days and she didn't tell me till afterwards. And I felt so bad because she had like, this backless dress she oh, had planned God. to wear. And I felt, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So I always ask now oh, <laughs> before I talk to anybody, I'm like, do you have any special events where you're going to be <laughs> now showing some skin? Ooh. Oh my goodness. Okay. But it, it was all good. Good. Good to know. Okay. And then are there any like special herbs or anything else we can utilize to help with? Women? I, I don't, from a Chinese medicine perspective, we don't usually prescribe just like one herb oh. because it's usually, we use it in context with like other herbs to balance out. Mm. Usually there's at least two or more. So, um, you know, I know there's like a lot of herbs, people talk a lot of herbs out there, but, um, that's more of like a personalized, like a one-to-one thing. So I always like personalize like herbal prescriptions to the person, depending Mm. on what else is going on. But I can say that one of my favorite supplements in general for burnout is magnesium glycinate. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a huge fan of magnesium and, um, there are different kinds, um, like magnesium citrate is the one that's going to like make you poop. (laughs) So, um, but magnesium glycinate is more absorbable by more cells in the body. And it's great just for relaxation, mental relaxation, helping you sleep, um, helping to energize your body. Cause we are, most of us are magnesium deficient in one way or another. And, um, magnesium is one of my favorite things to take, um, like all the time, but specifically if you're just feeling a little like low energy, maybe you're not sleeping, like you're stressed out, but you're not sleeping Mm -hmm. so well. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And is this, can you take it in the daytime? I've, I was uh-huh. always been like afraid to take it in the day because I'm like, I have things to do. I can't be sleepy yeah. <laughs> or relaxed like I am at night. So yeah. great question. Yeah, you can, cause it's not a sedative. So, um, it's just more of like a calming, like a calming thing. Okay. And then one of my other favorite things is B12. Oh yeah. Um, because it just like your cells need that energy. Like it's, it's a really good, um, boost for your, for your cells. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And you can't like overdose on B12 unless you like fall into a pool of like liquid B12 and like you drown in it or something (laughs) because your body, your body will just pee it out. So, um, Uh, yeah, now what, that's one of my favorites. What's a good, like, what should we look for when we're, okay, now I'm going to just do a quick little sidebar conversation. 
I got the hydration IV therapy that has like all of the um, vitamins and electrolytes already like kind of they they mix it and it's of course higher mm-hmm. grade and it goes straight into your bloodstream and I was like whoa I feel <laughs> incredible right now never <laughs> like it's been a very long time so I felt like that so I realized like obviously my body needs some stuff but then when I take vitamins I just go out and get at the store I don't feel like that at all like I don't feel anything and I'll take it for months and I don't feel any difference at all so what should we be looking for in the vitamins we choose so well two things IV vitamins affect your body so much quicker and like I mean you obviously felt like you know you got a little bump there for sure what am I missing this whole time yeah you're like this is good this is good stuff oh yeah (laughs) yeah supplements um taking them orally is a little different because they have to go through your digestive system so it's not going to be as big of a like bump as you would as you would experience getting them intravenously um secondarily quality is a big deal with supplements there are so many crappy supplements out there that um you know you're basically throwing your money away (laughs) i hate to say it but like you know sometimes people come in they're like oh i got this at like walgreens or something and you know i'll be like okay get some magnesium and they'll come back and they'll have magnesium but it's like magnesium oxide which is which is garbage because your body can't really absorb it Mm. and it's a waste of money. And it's like some, you know, there's a lot of filler in some of these brands that are easy to find. So either finding a practitioner who has a higher, um, who has access to a higher level of supplements, the good quality supplements, like, um, metagenics or mm. pure encapsulations or something like that. Um, those are higher, those are tested and usually don't have the fillers and they're made in a way that make them more absorbable to your body. Because if your body can't absorb it, what's the point? What's the point? Right. And, you know, so maybe like digestive health needs to be supported too in that regard. But, um, yeah, going like finding a good quality supplement. So there's a couple of different brands and, you know, I'm happy to like email you a list if your readers like want that yeah. or readers, your listeners want that. Um, but also, you know, finding specific like stores, you know, if there's um, specific stores that hold those types of vitamins. So like not necessarily like a Walgreens or a CVS, but going to like a vitamin shop or I don't know. I don't know all the stores, but like going to a store that specifically focuses on like higher quality supplements is a best bet, especially if you can talk to somebody there. Okay. Now, should we toss out the gummy vitamins? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if you're over 12, possibly, (laughs) you know, if they're working for you, great, you know, and some of the gummies that they make, I think are a little bit more high quality than like the ones that they probably made even like five years ago or so. So I think it really, I think it really depends. Like, are these working or is this candy? Like, I feel like they're I mean, do they taste sweet? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, there might... There might be a little extra in there that like probably isn't doing you any favors. Yeah. I'm like the sugar and the vitamins probably eating up all the nutrients. Right. (laughs) 
so we had some time to look for some other ones okay. but you know yeah i uh i was telling my boyfriend that i was like these don't work he's like they have to be doing something i think you're just used to after you that got that iv vitamins they're not going to do the same thing but these do something i'm like no i'm telling you these don't work these are junk <laughs> Mm, yeah yeah and i've taken like higher quality vitamins like hair nail i know some people say it doesn't really affect your hair but i've seen a difference and like oh totally i'm Mm -hmm. like no my nails are growing crazy fast and my hair is faster like growing faster so i've had that experience too yeah i'm like yeah with different ones it is definitely i don't say brand dependent but like there's a lot of there's a lot of loser supplements out there. there are. <laughs> such a scam. So mm. thank you for giving us the lowdown on what to look for. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Oh my God. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> Honestly, I really could. Uh, but I know we all have things to do. But is there anything else you want to share to help with burnout? I just, one thing that I th- that was a big support to me too, that I forgot to mention earlier was finding is like a stillness practice Mm -hmm. or a meditation practice, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that looks like for you. Cause some people don't want to sit on the floor and like, ohm for like, you know, know. 15 minutes, (laughs) Um, but some sort of practice. And like, so I, sometimes I just call it, yeah, stillness practice because finding that quiet time so you can hear yourself is good for your nervous system. Mm -hmm. It's good for your immune system. It's good for your heart and your brain. And especially if you're an empath, you know, it's good for all of those things. Mm -hmm. So just being in that quiet solitude with yourself so you can fully like experience yourself. Mm -hmm. That is the key to a lot of other things down the line that are going to be good for you. Like what type of breath work or yoga, or should I go to acupuncture? Just do I need to go outside and sit against a tree? (laughs) All of those things. So I would just say like, as far as like higher self habits, Mm -hmm. meditation is, or stillness practice is mm, a good foundation Mm -hmm. for recovering from burnout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of this wonderful wisdom and things we can do to help us out because burnout is a killer. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yes. So serious. In more ways than one, for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. So how can anybody get in touch with you or find out more about what you do? I, you have a YouTube channel, right? I do. Yes. Yeah, I am. I am on YouTube. I am on Instagram. Um, People can check out my website or my course online courses. So there's just there's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, What's your handle name? I am Jade Path Medicine on YouTube and Instagram. Perfect. And I'll add that to the description as well. Oh, thank you. Cool deal. Well, thank you again so much for coming on and sharing everything you've shared today. I look forward to chatting with you again. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Lindsay, and happy to, you know, just share what I know um, with other people looking for support. Absolutely. Awesome. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Bye.